Welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to take a closer look at Microsoft and the recent reports that this company is planning on unveiling its AI chip in the upcoming month and what it could mean to semiconductor companies, especially some like NVIDIA, who provide a nice amount of AI chips to clouding companies like Microsoft. Uh, so we're going to take a closer look at the recent reports, and we're also going to see how some other clouding services, uh, cloud servicing giants have also done the same thing and how it has affected NVIDIA and all these other semiconductor companies in the past. So let's take a closer look in today's episode. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Uh, so we can see Microsoft is definitely a beast year to date. The stock is up roughly 37.6%. Market cap of roughly $2.4 trillion. So I've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes where Microsoft is expected to debut their AI chip next month that could cut NVIDIA's GPU cost. And the main reason, right, is Microsoft, they recently have, not recently, but they have invested in OpenAI, one of the top players in the AI market and the amount of workload and computational power you need for all those solutions um, can cost a lot and a lot of money especially if you're buying Nvidia chips which are the ones that are pretty much meant to kind of run these workloads uh, so what's happening right now is OpenAI and ChatGPT uh, Chat and Microsoft are saying hey look is there a way for us to reduce our cost if so maybe the best direction would be to kind of create our own AI chips um, and it does seem like they are going to that chip, um, debut that AI chip next month um, based on these reports. I do want to say it takes a long time to kind of have chips out. So I, I wonder if what we're going to see next month, if it's going to be a finished product, if it's just going to be that it's starting production, um, is it running, uh, is it just coming out of testing, right? Because developing semiconductor solutions takes a long, long time, something that um, must be planned, I want to say, at least a few years for it to be achieved. Uh, so I definitely want to hear a little bit more from Microsoft when that comes out, if it comes out, to see where they are in that state. Now, the main reason is like we're seeing the H100s are super, super expensive. We're seeing H100s sell nearly $40,000 uh, reports go uh, just a few months ago. Uh, and the main reason is such a high demand for the products, but very low supply due to some bottleneck issues. I've talked about them in the past, but the bottleneck issues are improving or the supply chain issues are improving, but it's still more supply than demand, more demand than supply, right? Uh, supply can't keep up and obviously that's impacting a lot of these companies. Um, so I, I also want to talk a little bit more of maybe some companies that have successfully kind of left their semiconductor counterpart to some extent. But first, I do want to say thank you guys for the support. We just hit 28.3 thousand subs in this channel. If you haven't, make sure to hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button. Um, if you want to learn more about the semiconductor market, I do have weekly exclusive videos. Click join to learn more, especially with earnings season coming right around the corner. I'm definitely going to be covering those companies a lot, especially offer at fool.com slash jose free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com free semiconductor news at semiconductorwatch.com 
So there are some successful stories of kind of big tech giants leaving the semiconductor counterpart or, 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 or their partners. Um, the one that I think comes to mind to a lot of people is Intel Corporation and Apple. Uh, right. So App Intel used to provide the semiconductor solutions for Apple's laptop or MacBooks, whatever you call them. Um, but then we heard in 2020 um, that Apple's new laptops and desktop will use its own chips instead of processors from Intel. And I do believe this year in 2023 was the final conversion of all kind of their product lines are now using Apple chips instead of Intel chips. Um, there was a few reasonings for this to happening. One is first, obviously, the cost, right? Sometimes it's a lot cheaper to kind of design in-house and kind of be able to kind of... Um, make the chip, design it, and specialize it to how you want it. Uh, so the first is cost effectiveness. The second thing, like I mentioned, is also kind of allows you to specialize your chips with the type of workloads that you do so you can help kind of perform it. The third reason it does, we can see even in 2020, Intel has fallen behind on manufacturing and Apple's chip manufacturing partner is more advanced, says analysts. Uh, so it doesn't seem like Apple was kind of... Um, uh, Intel wasn't meeting the demand of performance that Apple was looking for. Um, so right off the bat, I do want to say, could, how, how do, can we correlate this with NVIDIA? Obviously, making your own AI chips can be cheaper, well, definitely a lot cheaper. Can it be a lot better performance? The question is, I, I would say no. I do believe right now AI workloads have some form of standard, and NVIDIA is definitely the leader there, as in one way or another, since they are the leader in the hardware products here and the software products, they kind of drive the standard system. They kind of drive the optimization system. So I don't think if any other companies create chips, it would be better in forms of performance. The only thing I would say is maybe it might be lower cost. Um, but are you willing to kind of uh, do have lower cost on the products, but have a, a inferior product and have your competitors have a better product just because they're willing to pay a little more money into it? And I want to say, right, I do believe Apple is the one that has really done it, right? They've really kind of dis destroyed to some extent the dependency of certain semiconductor industries. At the end of the day, Apple still fails with the modem. Uh, so we do see that there are certain solutions if you are a top player in your in your kind of industry which qualcomm is one of is the leader in the modem business even if you are a giant like apple it's going to take you multiple and multiple years for them to catch up uh, so as long as you are kind of evolving um i, I think it's going to be very hard for big tech to kind of catch up to you um, we've seen it in the past obviously if you are in a little bit more of a stalemate like intel it might be a little bit easier for someone to shift over um, but we have seen other tech giants Right, so Amazon has created numerous chips. They created a CPU processor, the Graviton, um, which obviously combats against AMD's uh, AMD's processor and Intel's processors. But at the end of the day, no matter how good Amazon's Graviton's processors are, because there is such a huge market share in those other x86 processors. Amazon needs to continue to buy chips from AMD and needs to continue to buy chips from Intel. Amazon has also done a lot of other AI solutions. They kind of created their AWS Trainium, which is a machine learning accelerator. And outside of that, they also have their AWS Inferentia, which is kind of another AI chip as well. Um, and at the end of the day, even though they do create these chips, they still need to go out there and purchase tons and tons of H100s.
I mean, even Google has done it. They've already are, I believe, on their fifth or fourth or fifth generation of TPUs, which they use to kind of help reduce the cost of AI workloads. But at the end of the day, Google Cloud still needs those other solutions from NVIDIA. And I do believe with Amazon, with Microsoft, this is going to be the same case. Right where Google, um, where Microsoft will create some AI chips and maybe, maybe decrease their dependency a little bit from NVIDIA, but they still need to kind of work with them to kind of get those high end chips um, because if not, they will be left behind by players like Amazon and players by Google. Uh, so, as a semiconductor investor and as an investor of NVIDIA, things like this do not worry me as long as NVIDIA doesn't do an Intel. And by that, I mean in 2020, we did see that Intel was kind of slowing down in their progression, in their innovation to some extent, which allowed those partners to really push ahead. Uh, NVIDIA at the moment is kind of innovating like crazy. We actually just took a closer look at their at their progress chart uh, of the roadmap for the upcoming few years, and it's insane. I personally don't believe any competition is anywhere near the level that NVIDIA has in forms of technology for AI workloads and graphics and, and GPUs in general, right? Accelerating computing in general. Uh, so I think it's pretty interesting, right? We have definitely seen some successful stories in the past, um, but I do want to say those successful stories definitely have some form of caveat to them. Um, I also want to say, right, at the first generation of any semiconductor solution usually sucks. Um, even the second generation usually sucks. So even if Microsoft comes out with an AI chip, it's going to take them numerous, numerous tries before they really kind of showcase um, or really bring it to top-notch levels. And by that time, NVIDIA would be in higher levels, in my opinion. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Have a good day. And see you next time.